Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. My name is Rebecca Whitman, and I'm a success mentor. I believe there are seven pillars of success. Your spiritual life, your physical fitness, your emotional, romantic, mental, social, and finally, your financial life. When you get all seven areas in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. I learned this the hard way. I've always made money. Unfortunately, I spent so much time making money that I never had time for the rest of my life. So, despite not having financial worries, I was never happy. I wanted romance, but I didn't have time to date. I wanted to be in great shape, but I couldn't find a moment to go to the gym. I wanted a more spiritual life, but I didn't meditate. That also takes time. I wanted to read great books and fill my mind with deep thoughts, but I never made the time. I wanted a great social life, not just going to work-related events. Emotionally, I was a wreck because my life was totally out of balance. Today, I earn more money than I ever have in my life, and I work only part-time. I have the relationship of my dreams. I'm in the best physical shape of my life. I'm spiritually grounded. I feel fulfilled mentally, socially, and emotionally. My life is in perfect alignment. This podcast will help you discover where your life is out of balance. My mission is to support you in achieving work-life balance so that you can have more fun and freedom in life. On my show, you will get to learn from experts in all seven areas of abundance. My guests have achieved tremendous success in their zone of genius. Are you ready to go to a level 10 in all seven areas of life? You got this. Welcome, Dr. Joy Kong. Hi, Rebecca. <laughs> so nice to have you on the Balance Beautiful Abundance Show. It's so great that we're both here on a holiday having this beautiful, connected conversation. And I almost wish that we had been recording the whole time because we just had a really beautiful conversation about your journey, which we're going to talk about in a couple of minutes on our show, but it's just so great to see you. And let me read a little bit about your accomplishments because you are quite an accomplished woman. So Dr. Joy is a leading figure in regenerative health and a well-respected physician and avid educator. She has taught hundreds of doctors on how to conduct stem cell therapy. She is the president of the Academy of Integrative Cell Therapy. She is the founder of this of the Thea Thea or Thea 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 Center for Regenerative Medicine, which helps relieve people of chronic and degenerative conditions and help you live a more vibrant and youthful life. So let's talk a little bit about your journey. I know uh, you were telling me a couple of minutes ago that you grew up in China. How did you go from growing up in Beijing, China, to, be- to becoming an American doctor in Los Angeles and a leading figure in the stem cell therapy movement? <laughs> well, it's about having trusted your gut feeling. So when I was a teenager, I I knew I wanted to be in America. And I couldn't quite explain it, but there's, of course, a lot of people want to be in America. It's an incredible country with incredible opportunities. But I just, there's a part of me just knew I would do well here. I would 
uh, uh, thrive here. In China, you know, I love China. I love the culture, but I felt constricted. I've always been a troublemaker <laughs> in China and never a teacher's pet. Um, I was just, uh, I just felt like judged and it just came really contained. And it was un very uncomfortable for me. And I just wanted to, um, I just wanted to go out and I, I don't want to be limited. So um, just because you knew in your gut that you wanted to go to a place doesn't mean that you can get there, right? Because there are right. some obstacles. China has, you know, a lot of restrictions and America also doesn't easily let you in. So that was right. my challenge. And actually when I decided that I was going to go for this challenge uh, at, at age 18, um, my friends were actually saying, why are you even trying? You know, it's next to impossible. And I just said, I've got to see if it's possible. You know, if I don't try, I don't know. So um, that that was the kind of like, a, you know, that's the, the, the brave part of me. I've always, you know, I've always had courage. It's like, you know, I'm going to go for it because I said I wanted to do it. Um, so China made it as difficult as possible. You have to pay for your education because it was free. And then, um, you know, my parents didn't have much money. They were teachers, but we paid. And then just to get to the point of knowing what schools to apply for in America, I had to pretend that I was somebody I'm not, uh, you know, like I'm fourth year in, in college rather than, you know, first year. I had to fake my way into the big gate. And from there, I still couldn't enter the library building because you know they wouldn't let me in so i had to sneak out from behind the building and do a 007 and sneak my way into the back entrance and going through the kitchen and 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 that was just to get to that book that has a list of american universities so oh that my god are you guys hearing this just to get into the library that has the book of where she can apply <laughs> to american college she had to sneak in through the back door of a kitchen to get to the library i mean this is a woman who was determined to change her life. Okay, so go on. So you got your hands on this very precious book, which was the yeah. last of the American and, uh, and I just sent out, I, I wrote down all the information. I sent out um, requests for application for 60 universities, but I had no money to apply, right? I had to write 60 letters asking them not to charge me for application fee because I told them each application fee is the monthly salary of my both my parents combined. So, so then they all let me apply without paying. Um, and then I got accepted to, you know, a few universities. Um, the thing is, I, I wrote a book, my memoir called Tiger of Beijing. And the first scene out of the 33 books, right, th 33 chapters. So the first chapter was me standing in front of American embassy and um, getting my visa rejected. So I, after all that, trying really hard, did everything I could, braving the bureaucracy of China and, and all these other things. Um, I finally got there and they rejected me because they they, they said that my, my, I didn't have very good affidavit of support. So anyhow, so from there is about what do you do? You know, basically you're facing a country that didn't want you to leave. Another country didn't want you to come. So, so anyhow, so I'm, I'm, I'm taking a, too much time, but uh, basically um, it's, that is really a great test of my, my resolve. And from there, somehow this girl that had no money, no connections, really nothing, just a 20-year-old girl, how do you get from there to actually 
finding somebody that can can help you get to this country. And so the book is is about what I did to make that happen. It's it's a, a single minded saying that hey universe, this is what I want. And they said when there's a well, there's a way. So yes. there, here's my will. Let, let's do it. And somehow it happened because I was just determined. Um, but the, the book is about how I came to this country, but also the obstacles I ran into because I came to this country um, and how to survive. And um, and it's it's a it's a story of struggle and triumph. So it's a very human story. Um, what's interesting was at first when I wrote the book, I thought it was for young women. But it turns out I have a lot of men who were very, very impressed and actually found a lot of uh, uh, commonality with my story that they felt that I was telling their stories. It was really interesting. But anyhow, so when I got here and I decided to go to study biology and go into medicine, um, and um, you know, it was it was really through rotations in medical school, then I realized that I was fascinated with the human brain. So I was at UCLA and we were, you know, in the psychiatry department. And I just thought this is really fun. You know, like it has to be fun. So you have to be energized. And that's my advice to people who a lot of young people are still looking for what they want to do in life. And thank God I went with my gut because I went through all these rotations, right? Internal medicine, surgery, and, you know, you know, family mess. So you have all these rotations, you know, OBGYN, but when you are doing something, what makes your kind of sing? What lights you up? Yeah. It's like, oh my God, I want to be here. I want to do this. I really, I'm having fun because I found myself getting there early, leaving late. I didn't care. I don't, I didn't mind. But the other rotations like, oh, you know, well, pretty soon this would be over. I can go home. But here it's like, I don't care. I'm having fun. So that's, that's what, what happened with me in psychiatry because the human the human psyche and the human brain is endlessly fascinating. Um, and then I, I practiced psychiatry for, you know, after residency for another seven years, but I was always a little disappointed with how we're not addressing the body as a whole. And that's how I always wanted to kind of bring Chinese medicine or Eastern medicine into the, 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 you know, healing of people. Um, so I did study Chinese medicine, but what I found a little difficult was that the language is completely different. It's poetry. Chinese medicine is poetry. And here I got Western medicine is chemistry and biology. So I was like, how do I integrate this? This is really, really difficult. I can practice Chinese medicine and practice, um, you know, Western medicine and use them on the same person, but it's not integration. It's not true integration. So like intellectually, I wasn't, I, I didn't feel like I, I was, it wasn't satisfying. And that's until I found functional medicine. Um, I mean, all doctors, we, we live in such cocoon. I remember the first time when I met a doctor at this um, um, kind of a health spa, and he said he's there to study functional medicine. And I said, what's functional medicine? So that was about five, five six years ago. And so he, he said, well, it's you, you're optimizing function of the body. You don't just wait until people get sick and try to you know, change things. And I thought, oh, this makes great sense. So I started learning it. I started studying it. And I thought, oh my God, this is my gateway to integration because they're bringing in a lot of the holistic components, but they're using the scientific language. 
to, to give it voice so that we can actually integrate it into the existing system. And, and not just the language, but also an understanding from a, from a science point of view. Um, so I just, I loved it. And then pretty soon, you know, I got into anti-aging medicine, which is really an offshoot of functional medicine. I mean, they call it anti-aging. It's the same thing because anti-aging is about functionally optimizing you. So you don't age. If you don't age, you don't get sick. You don't get old. You don't, you don't have all this inflammation. You're vibrant. So right. it's the same thing. And then from there, um, of course, I found stem cell therapy, which is kind of like the supercharger for, for anti-aging treatments. And that's when I just, I, I thought this is it. This is incredible. Uh, this is the first time in the history of mankind that we can help people heal through, through intelligence, that we're not giving them a molecule. We're not giving them a, an herb, which is a combination of molecules. We're giving them DNA, which is the most energy-dense substance in the universe. It contains information. That's how we are made. So if I give them that information, then it can awaken what's inside of us. So in theory, that sounds great. But what's interesting is that it has been confirmed by all these scientific studies. So it's in theory, yes, I'm giving you intelligence, but the studies have shown it promotes drastic changes in the body. It, it brings down inflammation. It changes your immune system, how, what kind of orientation it is. So either it orient toward inflammation or it orient toward regeneration. So you need inflammation. Inflammation is important, but if you're stuck in this heightened infl inflammatory state, then you're never going to have a chance to regenerate. So, so, how, so the, the stem cell therapy is able to make that switch. So your body is not stuck on inflammation. And then it has all these other benefits. You know, it's antimicrobial. It, it can um, uh, get rid of cancer cells. So it, it's wow. apoptotic. It tells certain cells to go die. So not just cancer cells, but also old and decrepit, you know, like, uh, you know, sick old cells, you tell them to die. So your body can replace with new, better cells. And then it has um, angiogenic potentials to help you form new blood vessels and blood supply. Just, you know, if you replace tissue with no blood supply, that's not going to be good. And a lot of the conditions have you know, low blood supply issue. And it can also do mitochondria transfer, which is really cool. You have these fresh new mitochondria through stem cells because of the type of stem cells I use, which is umbilical core derived stem cells. So these are very young, day zero old stem cells. So you cells. get the stem cells from a baby's umbilical cord? Yeah. So after a baby, um, you know, it's a healthy birth. So yeah. the baby is born and it's a lot of very strict screening and, you know, there's a lot of criteria, but once they meet a criteria, then the umbilical cord and placenta can be harvested. So that, the, you know, so usually it will be tossed into biological wastebasket, but right. how we can utilize it to process it and get the, the valuable stem cells out. So that's what I use. And these stem cells contain young, fresh mitochondria, and they also can transfer mitochondria. So we all talk about mitochondria, you know, dysfunction and, and decline. So these cells actually, they've shown on electron microscopy that from these cells to the host cells, there's like this microtubule uh, connection, this bridge built and mitochondria actually travel across it and get into our host cells. So, it's Just so you know, if you don't know what mitochondria is, it's the, if, correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> mitochondria is what produces energy in the body, right? Yes, that's the powerhouse. That's the little, really, it's, it's a bacteria that we have incorporated, like, 
a billion, probably a billion years ago. Uh, I don't know how, I don't know exact number, but a very, very long time ago that it got into these cells um, that utilized their ability to pr- pr- produce energy. So they have their own DNA. Um, it's, it's mitochondria a, does. Yeah, yeah. It's really mitochondria fun. produces ATP, right? Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. ATP is what? That's the actual powers all the biological in our body. So everything is powered by the mitochondria who produces ATP. Now, as we get older, we have less and less energy because we have less and less mitochondria. And what you're saying, if we harvest a baby's mitochondria and inject that into an adult body, we're going to have the energy that a baby has. Well, that I think that's a small part. That's one part of what's. I'm just trying to make it simple for my listeners that are not scientific based. So I'm just part of what I'm trying to break up. it down, but I might yeah. have over summarized it. So tell me, so how do <laughs> That, that's one part of what stem cell therapy can do, but there's so many more things it can do that can bring up the energy, right? So if you balance your immune system, if you, you know, have more blood supply, if you can kill off some bacteria, kill off cells and, and, and you know, old cells, then you have younger better functioning cells, then, you know, that's the total rejuvenation. So, so mitochondria is part of the picture, but it's, it's a full spectrum. There's just, that's why I love it because it has so many ways of helping the body. It's not a one mechanism thing. So are all stem cells from the, from other humans and they are, they can be from animals injected into humans. How does that work? I'm a proponent of using animal uh, cells, stem cells. I see no reason for it. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I, there's way too much risk when we have perfect human cells. There's no reason to use animal cells. Um, but between the human cells, there's huge difference. There's vast difference. And that's why I, you know, I've gone into the educating part because I realized a lot of people don't understand the difference because a lot of people will try to extract stem cells from their own body, right? They, they get it from their hip, you know, that's a bone marrow extraction, or they get it from their fat after liposuction. But your own cells have aged with you. There's no way to escape it. Whatever your age is, that's how old these stem cells are. And you know, research have shown the decline in all their abilities. Not only that they have, you know, they're not as potent, you know, that all the effects I mentioned, they have less of that, but also they have lost some of the intelligence where whereas young stem cells like umbilical cord direct stem cells can detect and kill off cancer cells. These older cells, after they've lost some of the intelligence, they don't know. They don't know that that's a cancer cell. They're like, because stem cells, they, they produce these growth factors. That's what they do. And so when they see a cancer cell, they don't realize this is time to give a different signal to tell the cell to die. They keep secreting growth factors. That's why there has been reports of cancer promoting properties. That's why if you already have some cancer and if you use your own stem cells, you are definitely uh, promoting the potential to make the cancer grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you use very young stem cells, they still have that kind of intelligence that the, the overwhelming evidence is that they will help get rid of those cancer cells. They, they've actually shown it both in Petri dish and in animals, you know, uh, of putting the cells, whether fat-derived stem cells, whether it's fat-derived stem cells or umbilical cord-derived stem cells and putting it next to cancer cells. These are very severe, you know, tough cancer, uh, which is uh, the glioblastoma, um, multiforme. So they have those cells uh, those cancer cells sitting next to the stem cells, the fat-derived stem cells make the cancer cell grow. 
and the umbilical cords themselves make the cancer cells die. So did you hear this? If you get stem cells, get them from a baby. Don't use your own stem cells. That's incredible. So do you inject the stem cells in different parts of the body based on the goal? Like somebody, if, if they were wanting to get anti-aging in the face versus, you know, cancer somewhere in their body, do you inject the stem cells in different places or do they just intuitively? Well, one of the most powerful anti-aging tool is intravenous injection because just imagine you put cells into your vein the vein gets pumped you know gets you know travel to your heart your heart pump it to your lungs the lungs oxygenate and put back in your heart and then your heart pumps it out everywhere right your blood travels right. everywhere so the cells have the ability to sense signals so if you have a place that needs repair um there's inflammation going on then the cells will kind of scream you know, for help, they will send out these inflammatory factors, these, you know, this chemokines, and then that will attract the stem cells. So the stem cells would, try, would tend to find their way to where the injury is. For example, I'll give you a, a real life example. My very first stem cell patient, this is really cool. Um, he had bad knees. He was told that he needed bilateral knee replacement by different orthopedic doctors. So he, as a last ditch resort, he said, well, let me try your stem cells. I said, great, but your knees are large joints. Um, so when I give you stem cells I, through IV, um, it's gonna, the exchange rate to get into the capsule that, that's, you know, that's surrounding the knee is gonna be very, very, very slow. So, and, and you know, just there's not enough exchange. So the best way to do that is when I give you, and, and also the, the other part is when you look at larger joints like the knee, the outer uh, one third of the knee is it's actually nourished by the blood supply you know, of the cartilage. The inner two-thirds is nourished by the synovial fluid, you know, the fluid inside the sac. So you want to attack from both ends. So I give him IV, and then I give him a joint injection into the knee. Okay. And then what's fascinating was the next day, he said, you know, I slept through the night. You know, I used to be woken up by my shoulder pain every night because his car had a car accident as a teenager. So the car rolled over and he injured his rotator cuff. And for 40 years, he was woken up every night from the sharp pain when he moved around and, 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 and changed positions. And he said, you know, I slept through the night. That, that's really interesting. Guess what? This is um, about five years later. He still is sleeping through the night every day. I never touched his shoulder, right? I never touched his rotator cuff. He didn't even tell me about it until right. afterward. So that's how intelligent the cells are. They got to where they're screaming inflammation and fixed it. So, and so, course, neat. so you get an IV, just like in, yeah. in your arm, and right. stem cells know exactly where to go. That's, that's the intelligent part that, that, that I don't know how to explain. I'm sure science can, you know, find all the art, you know, the, the, the chemicals, but I think it's way more than that. Um, mm -hmm. That goes into the whole spiritual aspect. Uh, but, but I think, you know, intelligence, what is intelligence, right? How do you explain yeah. intelligence? So if you can't explain it, then you've got to accept there's something that you don't know. So, okay. so I accept that I don't know. I don't know exactly how it does it, but it can do it. And that's why it's so inspiring because I actually feel like a hero when I, when I get people well, when they can't be gotten well from all these doctors. Um, but I know it's not me. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's intelligence that's, that was created. Like, it's divine intelligence yes. working, yeah. working through you. So you're like a channel, which is so beautiful. Yes.
So I know a lot of women are using stem cell regeneration as anti-aging. So how, how do they delay the aging process and are they better than Botox and fillers? I think too many people are focusing just on the surface. Yeah. So what I've done for myself is that for the last five years, ever since I discovered stem cells, I've been doing stem cell infusions on myself every three months. So because the science is, is that the cells will stay in the body, will live in the body for about three months, and their, their, um, uh, their effect will last for on average about another three months. So a lot of people come to me for anti-aging treatment, so they do it every six months. And I want to be more aggressive, and some of my patients also, so we do it every three months. So, you know, when we just focus on the face, what you don't see is all your internal organs aging and declining your liver your heart your kidneys everything's going downhill so if i can give you something that can rejuvenate you absolutely from the inside out that i'm i'm, I'm rejuvenating all your organs and your face so everything comes comes out so i i turned 50 what uh, a month ago and you know i i i look a lot younger than i was five years ago yeah so so the the, the you know, and, and that's not just me because I, you know, people have made comments who know, know me for a long time and I've seen my own pictures. No, um, she looks great. If you're listening to this on the podcast, she does not look 50. You look great. <laughs> yeah. So I want to show people that what I believe is that we have come to the point where we can extend the, um, the, the mature life. So the mature life is from 20 to in the past, you know, you know, we think people are getting old, maybe from 65 and on. I think we can extend it to at least 80 or 85. So wow. you, you get a, you get a solid, vibrant, you know, kind of a youth, not, not, not like really young, but mature youth. So, um, you know, when but we can rejuvenate from from the inside out, right? That includes your muscles, your ligaments, and your fat layer. So when people just fo focus on the surface, what about everything behind your, the surface, right? Right. Below. So all your muscles, muscles are, are kind of atrophying, and your fats are, 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 are you know, decreasing, and then your ligaments are drooping. So then you get the sagging. If you have the smoothest, even if you have the smoothest skin, you're still sagging, right? Then people start to try to do a facelift, then you lose what you look like besides you know, right. all the problems it could, it could happen. So why would you do that when you have a way to, to keep everything like naturally useful? So, but in addition, you can also do surface. So I do not only joint injections, but I can do hair restoration, you know, help in, enhance the, the hair growth. And then um, when people want to do facial, so I can inject stem cells, you know, you know, in the face and do microneedling that really kind of bring out the, the regenerative potential from the stem cells and your body. They kind of work together when you give a little more stimulus. Um, and then, um, you know, we can rejuvenate the genital areas too. So I've done injections into the male, you know, um, the penis or the female vagina so that you can rejuvenate, rejuvenate your se sexual function. So really what people don't realize, like for, for men who are listening, um, you know, people think the erectile dysfunction is something separate, but I really think of it as it's like canary in the gold mine in the in a coal mine. It's the first place to to scream and and and, and have 
problems because it's such a, you know, your vasculature is so crucial in that area and you actually are able to see your vasculature and how the vasculature is working. So if you have any cardiovascular compromise, you know, prediabetes or cholesterol, you know, kind of lipid dysfunction, that is the first place it's going to show up. And that is only an indicator of your not being optimal. So you need to fix everything else to get the sexual organ to function optimally. You know, same thing for women. The, the anatomy is analogous. They're very similar, mm-hmm. similar organs. Yeah, that's great. So just to go back to the question. So instead of just getting Botox and filler, which is just like a Band-Aid for aging, stem cells actually go into your body and they help you replenish your body and rejuvenate from within. And it's the same thing with knee replacement from your, your first patient. Did they ever need the knee replacement never, surgery? Never. He's been walking four That's miles amazing. every day. He said, I, I barely know I have knees. I don't even think about it. He said, only, only time I actually ever feel it is when I go downhill. Sometimes I feel a little twinge and that's the only thing he notices. So he's yeah, no, no knee replacement. And that has been proven by studies that people who do stem cell injections, um, you know, probably at least 80% of them don't ever, ever need knee replacement. Yeah. So um, the, the, the thing is when, you know, when we can awaken the natural healing potential um, that we have begun to lose as we age, then that's when you are going back to how you were. So I want to give you statistics. Um, when we were born, every one in 10,000 cells is a, uh, the most important stem cell in the body is the MSC, mesenchymal stem cell. Mm-hmm. So the MSCs, so one in 10,000. But when you reach your 10 teenage years, it becomes one in 100,000. So you think you're still vibrant. Yes, you're very vibrant, but I'm sorry. The ratio has gone down tenfold. So you're already aging as a teen. You're not in your prime anymore. You are not as powerful in your healing ability. Sorry. So when are you the most powerful as a human? When you were born. Yes. (laughs) But then you're completely different. All downhill from there, guys. When you were born, (laughs) except for healing and growing. So, um, and then when you reach your 40s, it becomes one in 400,000. When you reach your 80s, it becomes one in 2 million. So you can't escape it. By living life, you are, you know, there's a nutrition rate. You're just losing cells, losing cells. These, they use up. Right? Not only they decline, they keep dividing. As they divide a lot, they also start to lose potentials. So there are only so many generations left. So a lot of them have done their work and get damaged and they die. And so you're just you're running out of stem cells. So you're running out of the engine that drives your body to, to replace anything that gets damaged. Life is about damage. I mean, we right. get damaged by everything. Uh, even just by, you know, breathing and living, we produce, you know, free, free radicals or keep damaging ourselves. So you can't escape it. Um, but what's fascinating is from studies that sh- actually they showed that by infusing stem cells into an older, um, you know, an animal that they're, all their functions, you know, their muscular function, their brain function, and, 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 and all their, you know, inflammatory markers and their, you know, growth factors have all restored to the younger times. So that's proven by scientific study, you know, it's not just a, a kind of, you know, intellectual guess. 
So why isn't everybody doing stem cells? I didn't even know they were legal. I thought people had to go out of the country to do them. That is such a common misconception. So yeah. the, way, the way the stem cells, uh, you know, are can be legal in this country is, is, is through what, what's considered um, uh, minimally manipulated. So so embryonic stem cells is not legal. And if you manipulate the cells in any way, and if you haven't gone through the clinical studies, you also can't be giving it to people. So, but if you take this the, the original tissue and then you just mechanically separate it you don't use enzymes you don't you don't use any chemicals and so you're preserving the way it was and you just take it out and then you give it to the recipient uh that is considered minimum minimally manipulated right you haven't changed the cells anyway so the fda says that you know if you use and, and if you use the cells um in the way that what they were in the body um you know you, you are performing the same function as what you put into another person for, then, then it's okay. Then it's considered tissue transplant. So what people don't realize that this is a, a tissue transplantation, just like blood transfusion, right? You're just, you, you're putting original cells into another person um, or, you know, sometimes into the same person. Those, t those circumstances is completely legal. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you look at FDA, um, any of their um, publications, any of their policies, that's the criteria. If you're following these criteria, then it's, it's completely fine. It's tissue transplantation. It's funny. I was getting my uh, facial done in Beverly Hills, and the lady was saying, you know, what's all the rage now is Korean skincare because they're using, like, Korean male babies foreskin from their penis and the creams and the Korean skincare. And I'm like, women are really, so American women are ordering Korean skincare from the internet. <laughs> Everybody should try it. Yeah, they should try our skincare product uh, from Chara Biologics. So uh, it's called Chara Omni. So C A R A Omni um, because it has you know, 28% of the ingredient is actually from umbilical cord. So these are even better than the foreskin because the stem cells in umbilical cord is actually superior to the stem cells in the baby. Because when you are forming the embryo, the stem cells get trapped into umbilical cord and placenta, right? So th these are earlier cells. They have, they're kind of in between embryonic stem cells and adult stem cells. When the baby's born, that's an adult. That's in the world of embryology, that's considered an adult. So this is in between. So this is more potent. It secretes more factors. So um, we, our product is 100% natural. I, I, the umbilical know. cord is more potent, you're saying, than the embryo. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If you look at any studies, you know, that that's what it's going to tell you. Um, so these, these, so has component of these stem cells and then have, you know, hundred percent natural ingredients. We also added peptides that can help promote collagen production, can help uh, reduce inflammation for the skin and, you know, with skin tightening properties. So we have four peptides in there and then we have all these natural oils, herbal extracts and prebiotics and, and, and it just, it's the most amazing cream. I, you know, I, I think, and, and people, people tell me that, um, we use it, you know, you can use it. Um, I use it every day, but we also use it, you know, when people get a skin treatment, they can use it after it just, you know, your skin is so porous after the treatment and it just it amplifies the healing. Um, so anyhow, it's just funny that they're using, um, <laughs> which is inferior. <laughs> yeah. Well, now I didn't know. 
Okay, so it's illegal when people are saying, oh, I have to go out of the country to get stem cells. They're either getting it from animals or they're probably getting it from embryos, right? Because the way that you do it with the umbilical cord. Is- there are people who are getting it from embryos, but a lot of them are going out of the country um, to places like Costa Rica, Panama, and things like that. Um, those places, what they do is that they grow the cells to huge numbers, um, which you cannot do in this country without a clinical study. So they, so they, they will tell people, here, I'm giving you 100 million, 200 million stem cells. So when I give people stem cells, it's in the range of, you know, 10 million to 40 million, 50 million. So they can give people 100, 200 million. But what people don't realize that when they get it from from in the US, you know, from the, you know, unexpanded version, they're getting more potent cells. When they go out of country, when they grow it to vast numbers, like growing money on trees, you know, as if there's no consequence, you know, you don't just keep growing cells, these living tissue, this living, you know, entities, and thinking you can just keep growing, growing, you know, nothing grows forever, right? A human body doesn't grow forever. So when you the cells and think that they can just keep growing, what happens is that there's a, um, you know, aging process, senescence. So the cells are getting older and they start to change. And also when- Your when cells or the stem cells are getting older? These cells from the overseas, when they, they start to expand the cells, expand okay. growing to vast numbers. So when they expand the cells and they can give you huge number, but what they what people don't understand is that not all these are stem cells anymore because when cells, when stem cells divide, oftentimes they divide into an identical stem cell and a daughter cell. So daughter cell is slightly differentiated. So you can imagine, um, you know, if you're not careful, the, I, the condition is not perfect. The cells don't just divide identically, you know, into two stem cells. So a lot of times they actually divide into a bunch of, you know, kind of downstream, further specialized cells instead of just original stem cells. And when they give you 100 million or 200 million cells, probably only a fraction of it is actually stem cells. The other ones are further differentiated. And when it's differentiated outside of the body, you, you, you know, it's not the same as your own body. It's, it, it, it goes in ways that you cannot predict. What's interesting so is- could go, uh, You could get sicker then if you get yes, too many cells. They express surface markers that will, you know, let's say the person that donated cells, name is Jane, right? Jane's genes will start to express. You know, the, the stem cells we give you are, have no surface markers and mark them as foreign. But if they start to become more specialized, then their own entities start to come out. And then they start to express these surface markers that can be attacked by an immune system by somebody that's receiving it, right? So when, when, when the cells are young and, you, and they haven't been expanded and you put in the human body, there is a way that the cells and the human body actually work together. That's why we have so many, actually 60% of the women have Y chromosomes in their body. So they have these cells. So not only possibly from their past pregnancies and from maybe a male sibling that, that had, you know, died, you know, when they were both in the womb together. Mm-hmm. It also, you, it can happen with, with intercourse, with, you know, male and female intercourse. So the cells can stay in the body. That's why there's such a high percentage, 60% of women have Y chromosomes in their bodies. So why, why do they stay? Because they can talk with your body and learn to adapt. But when you put in an in a incubator outside of the body, that's completely different environment. So it will express whatever it wants to ex- express. That's why um, a lot of these places, they had to divide 
the dosage into a few sections. Like in Panama, they do three infusions because if you give it all at once, it's too much for the body. They will have a reaction. Um, but unfortunately, when you do different, you know, when you do three infusions, sometimes the second, third, you get sick because your body just recognized, oh, this is not me. So I'm mounting an immune reaction. So this, the second time you give me, oh, I know I need to attack that. So you get a, you get, you get sick. You, you get this, you, this, you know, rejection. And the third time is even worse. That's what I heard from wow. people. So this, is, this is nothing to mess around with. No. Yeah. So, so if somebody a, lot starts people, to- a lot of people who go overseas are, are seduced by the hype of, I'm going to give you a hundred and 200 million cells and not realizing they're not getting the quality and, and they end up getting a lower quality. Um, of, of treatment. And that's what I've seen in patients who have gone over there and gotten treatment and then came to us, um, you know, using our stem cells actually said they've gotten better results, even though the number, the stem cell number is so much less. I'm hearing that it's better to be conservative because if you have to start with too little, you can always add more. But if you have too many, then they can start just taking over your body and have a life of their own, which is kind of scary. It's kind of like a bad sci-fi movie, like your body's being, instead of invaded by aliens, invaded by stem cells. Well, if you're growing the cells, you know, outside, and they, and a lot of these places often grow them to a huge number, because imagine one uh, group of stem cells, right? That costs so much, but when you can grow and grow, grow. So the more you grow, the lower your your yeah, <laughs> your yeah. cost is. So then there's an incentive to just give you vast numbers, but by growing even vaster numbers. Um, so that's something that people need to understand when they when they when they go overseas. That that's potentially what they're getting. Wow, that is really good to know. So what other therapies do you offer in your clinic for anti-aging besides stem cell? Um, so we actually, I, a functional medicine clinic. Um, so functional medicine, anti-aging, you know, it's the same thing. It, it looks at all the things that could be contributing to people aging or not doing well. Um, you know, people have all kinds of little problems, right? Aches and pains, headaches and stomach upsets. And you, so all these are, even if somebody is not diagnosed with a disease, um, there, there's causes for all these discomforts. So what we, we can do is to go in and look at what's contributing to decline in, in the person's body. So we can look at their hormone status, we can check out their, you know, uh, nutrients, you know, vitamins and minerals and antioxidant levels. Uh, we can check their gut bacteria to see whether or not they is optimized. Um, we can look at toxicity to see if, you know, if that's what's affecting it. So we, we're looking, we're, we're digging deeper. All these things are not done in a regular doctor's office. And it's really unfortunate. And I know one day it's going to change. One day functional medicine is going to be the foundation of medicine. All the doctors are going to learn this. And then they have their own specialties. But the first thing you want to do is to address the whole body. And that's what I was not happy with in traditional psychiatry is that uh, we you know, we barely check thyroid and we only check one hormone, the TSH. And that only give you very, just a fraction of the picture. You're missing a ton of people who are thyroid deficient. Uh, so that's the only thing we check. And then once they fit into criteria, we do check boxes. Once they fit into criteria, we start throwing medications. So that is missing so much because a person, they could just be lacking vitamin B 
right? And they, they maybe they're, they're, they don't have enough progesterone. You just give them a little bit of hormone. All of a sudden, all these depression and insomnia can go away. So we're, we're missing the boat. And Or if they have lead toxicity and you think the kid has ADHD. I mean, you keep just throwing drugs at them when you can detoxify them and let them recuperate. So all these are missed. It was is a travesty that we have missed it. And so many people have continued to suffer. And when the help is there, they just don't know because their doctor don't know how to do it. They don't mention it. Um, there is an awakening going on in, in the medical community. Um, but closed mindedness, you know, horses with blinders on, that's still what I see every single day. We have doctors who say, who tell my patients, you know, why are you doing stem cell therapy? Because there's still, there's still no evidence it works. I said, um, I, tell, I said, you know, let me, let me send him articles. Um, what, what evidence does he, would he like to have? You know, just because you haven't looked for evidence doesn't mean the evidence don't exist. Right. Well, what Western medicine is, and it's important, like if you're in an emergency, you want Western medicine, right? If your leg is broken or something, if you're having a heart attack, but it's uh, a Band-Aid. So in Eastern medicine, which you wanted to incorporate is really holistic medicine. And I know why you're so excited about your career, because now you get to incorporate Western and Eastern medicine and functional medicine. So when people come in and they say they have, you know, let's say gut issues. So you, you do blood tests, you test their hormones, you test their nutrition levels, and then you come up with a program for them that either that addresses, you know, their microbiome or their hormones or their, and do you recommend you have like supplements in your office or do you recommend supplements? Do you recommend diets? Like how do you treat them? I have a really wonderful naturopathic doctor who works with me, Dr. Corneen, and um, he will, will, you know, give you a very, very uh, comprehensive, you know, recommendations you know from from diet to supplement to you know medications we need to and and other treatment we also have some powerful powerful iv treatment like iv ozone therapy which is you know amazing in revitalizing mitochondria killing off you know all the you know bugs it kills uh, micro microbes on, on contact you know the um and and, and cancer cells um it um super oxygenates your body um tremendously anti-aging has a lot of anti-aging properties and and uh, we also do you know what's called poly mva which is a um, super antioxidant kind of therapy and that's great for all kinds of chronic conditions and um and then we also do nad treatment nad you probably know it's has been become very well known uh it i don't know it yeah, as uh, nicotinamide, uh, uh, nicotinamide adenosine uh, dinucleotide. So it's a, it, it's a, basically it's it's what your, your mitochondria needs to use to produce energy. So it's crucial, and that our level also drastically declines. So that that decline in NAD correlates with the decline in mitochondria. So they kind of they, they goes downhill together. So the NAD infusion has been shown to be really powerful for anti-aging and also kind of helps you repair your DNA, which is incredible, right? So it, it rejuvenates your mitochondria, repairs your DNA, and turns on anti-aging genes. Um, so NAD therapy has been very popular these days. Um, and then... Um, um, and then um, we, um, 
Another thing we do is, is ketamine treatment. Uh, oh, yeah, we were talking about that. Which I think is tremendous for rejuvenating the brain. So what's amazing with ketamine, ketamine is an anesthetic. It has been used safely for the past 70 years and is probably one of the safest anesthetics because even if you're cardiovascularly compromised, ketamine can be used because it, it, it's, it's that safe. Um, and, but when you take a very, very, very low dose, you know, the fraction of the dose for anesthesia, you actually have a kind of an out-of-body psychedelic experience. So this is the only psychedelic, really, that's approved by the FDA for treatment-resistant depression. So it has been found to be quite helpful for not only depression and suicidality, but also anxiety, PTSD, chronic pain, and addiction. So it's a really powerful substance. And what it does, it's different than the rest of all these, you know, uh, psychiatric medications, is that it, it targets, it, it, the way it's, it's not targeting different receptors and different neurotransmitters. It actually promotes the, uh, the uh, production of brain-derived neurotropic factor. So it helps you regrow your neurons and rejuvenate your nervous system and helping with re rewiring and the rewiring part i think it's something that's much more profound because what is a psychedelic experience what happens there what are people experiencing what are near-death experiences what's meditation what do people experience and achieve in meditation what's fascinating is that when people um, Stanford has studied people who um, are Tibetan monks who are chronic meditators, chronic, so that, like have been doing it for uh, probably had over 10,000 hours of meditations in their lifetime. And they, they look at their brain waves. There's high gamma wave activity. And guess what happens when people are on ketamine? There's high gamma wave activity. There's there's very similar, you know, great similarities in, in, in the brain state. And gamma is associated with the zone, the flow, the flow state. And also, you know, for a millisecond just before you solve a problem, there's a spurt of gamma activity. So it, it, it gives you a whole different, you know, I guess it's a different way of tuning up your brain. And why does it help a PTSD? I, I can't explain it. Why have, because I've treated a lot of veterans and PTSD is one of the most difficult conditions, right? These chronic trauma, it has almost like etched into your brain. You can't quite, you can't get pass it so what do psychiatry do we try to give them antidepressants so they're not so depressed we try to um, you know do talk therapy to help them understand but it's still there everything is still there we help them sleep so we can never bypass it but what ketamine can do all of a sudden it doesn't bother them very much anymore it's amazing so what what is happening i can't explain it because it's something a lot more profound than what our current science can explain because it's tapping into a whole different realm. And that's what med meditation can do. And, you know, that's, you know, the, you know, other psychedelics can achieve very similar things. Well, it's mind, body, spirit. And I love that your modalities incorporate, whether it's the stem cells knowing exactly where the body is deficient and needs support or the ketamine healing the brain on, on such a deep level from trauma, it incorporates a spirituality. And we're going to have to have you back on the show to talk okay. about your spiritual journey because we're almost out of time. But you are such an accomplished 
woman between all your medical studies and your practice of spirituality and Chinese medicine. And I just know that I have learned so much. I know other people are going to learn so much. So let's just end with this question. If somebody's listening to this podcast and they're inspired to work on their anti-aging, what is one thing that everyone can do today to help them with their anti-aging, whether they can fly to LA and see you as a clinician or not? What can they do today in their own life to be to help with anti-aging? Um, be kind to this vessel you've been given. So how do you, how do you be kind? Um, you must not put poison in your body. So diet is absolutely incredible. So a very simple rule. I adhere to very simple rules. Um, first of all, you want to eat everything natural. So it just, you know, if it's, you know, grown from trees and duck from ground, you know, everything, when, what nature gave you, that's what you should focus on, not the packaged food and reduce simple carb sugar. Um, and then be, be, be comfortable with fats. You know, I, I bought into the whole hype, you know, thanks to the USDA recommendations. Um, and, and, and that caused a lot of, you know, issues with my own struggle with weight and, and, and just wellness. So be comfortable with fat, but you want to eat good fat. You don't want to eat vegetable oil. You don't want to eat, have highly processed fat, but be okay with grass fed, um, wild caught, you know, these, these, you know, animal fat, and then be okay with, with things, you know, you know, that's not as highly processed. So coconut oil, um, the avocado oil or, or olive oil, these are all great oils to have. Um, so that's what, you know, just eat natural and then move. Yeah. <laughs> Find a way to Find a way to move and then fast if possible. Um, if you can do a, um, you know, not eat after 8 p.m. And then if you, you know, eat at, um, uh, so if you finish eating at 8 p.m. and you don't eat until 12 noon, that you got a, a got a 16 hour fast. It does incredible things for your body. Um, if that's too much, you can reduce a little bit. Or you you need to ease into it, right? Just postpone eating by one hour. You know, posting what you eat in the morning, and that allows your body to eat up the bad, the bad cells, dysfunctional cells, so you can rejuvenate. And it does a whole lot of, you know, other really incredible things. Um, but it gives your body that rest, you know, you don't want to constantly, you know, make your body work to, to bring in nu nutrients. And, and if you eat healthy, you don't need to eat that much, and you, you just need the right nutrients, you, you know, stick with lots of vegetables and, 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 and some fruits and, and some good lean, you know, healthy, natural meat. Um, and um, um, so fasting is, is really powerful. So I would say eating good, fast and exercise, you're going to see transformation in your health. That's great. So you're, you do eight hours, you can eat within eight hours, and then you take 16 hours off every day. Yeah, I eat a lot during those eight hours. I'm like, hey, I'm feasting. This is great. I feasting, just <laughs> and then fasting. Well, you look amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show. How can people keep in touch with you? How can they find out about all your awesome, your research, your breakthroughs? Like you have so much uh, to share with people and inspire people and teach people about. You're so on the cutting edge of medicine. So how do people find out more about you, Joy, Dr. Joy? 
Um, I, uh, thank you. First of all, they can just go to our website, the, the clinic website. It's uh, uh, theacrm.com, so T-H-E-A-C-R-M.com, so that's Center for Regenerative Medicine. And then our phone number is 818-356-8232. Um, so feel free to check out what we do on the website and then email us. Um, I'm always happy to help anybody who's motivated to, to stay vibrant and, and youthful. And you can do telemedicine, right? So you don't even have to be in LA to go to your clinic. Right. We can do that. Uh, great. Well, they, they do need to, I think, uh, right, if they're in California. Um, I'm also licensed in Florida and, and uh, Colorado. But, um, uh, yeah, we can do a lot of things remotely. But not the stem cell injections. <laughs> no, you can't do that over Zoom. You can do a lot over Zoom, but not stem cells. Right. <laughs> so thank you so much again. If you're listening to this podcast, thank you so much. Go ahead and give us a five-star review. It would mean the world to us. If you're watching this on Instagram or Facebook, tag a friend, share it on their wall. Everybody wants to look young and vital. And Dr. Joy has dropped just a wealth of knowledge today. So please share this podcast. Spread the love. We so appreciate you listening and being a fan of the Balanced Beautiful Abundance show. And we cannot wait to see you next time with another incredible guest. Thanks again, Dr. Joy Kong, for being on the show. You were so informative and inspiring. Thank you, Rebecca. It was a lot of fun. It's really nice to get information out to as many people as possible. Thank you for your work. And I feel your passion for it. So thanks for sharing so much with so much joy and passion. It was a pleasure. We're definitely going to have you back on the show. Thank you. I look forward to it. Bye. Bye-bye. Who says you can't have it all? I'm proof that you can. You just have to put your life into balance. Too much of anything, money, fitness, socializing, can overtake your life. When all seven aspects of your life work in harmony, you will achieve the balanced, beautiful, and abundant life you've always dreamed of. Please subscribe to hear more inspiring interviews. Is there someone you know who could benefit from this podcast? Please share this podcast with them. Please review this podcast. Your feedback will help me target your needs and plan for upcoming shows that answer your questions and feature guest speakers that can make a big difference in your life. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman. Feel free to DM me to book a free balance assessment call. And don't forget, stay balanced, beautiful, and abundant. Living my life like it's golden, living my life like it's golden.